Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 195 Stamps Podcast. Now, today's episode, I got my boy Joel coming through to talk about um, going on one of the Travel Noir curated experiences for his wife's 30th. Um, I know a lot of people want to go on some of these curated trips, but some of these different companies, but you got questions. So Joel walks us through that on his trip to Bali. All right. Stay tuned after the intro. Hey, what's going on? So this is week number two for me. This is big. Back to back weeks. I didn't, no days off, really. Um, no more taking three months off. That was, you know, that was, um, that was just an anomaly. All right. We just going to leave it at that. But like I said, I got my my homie Joel coming through. He's going to talk about going on one of those travel noir um, curated trips. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Like right when these started popping up, like maybe 2016, 2017 was the first time, you know, I really started hearing about these. It's like, dang, you know, travel noir. Because they were really the first big hitter, if we being real, in like the travel, black travel space, right? So before that, you know, people post their pictures or whatever, and it, you know, it might gain some traction, like if it had just real dope scenery or, you know, if the person looked a certain way, something like that. But then they just grew, right? And if you got your picture or your group photo posted on Travel Noir, like that, you, y'all was the shit on the internet for the day. Like if you got posted on there solo on your trip to Cancun, you was the shit. And it started moving towards, you know, where groups would go somewhere and they would take like the um, like the kind of orchestrated group picture where everybody has on like a similar color palette and they're all standing and in, in, in unison. They've got like a nice little choreographed um, <laughs> kind of uh, picture going. And that was really the wave. And, you know, what's cool and, and interesting is is now a lot of these um travel companies that that highlight our experiences throughout the world, you know, they still post those, but they're moving away from them um, in a bit. And and I was wondering when that shift would happen, honestly, because, you know, when you have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however many accounts that really all just repost people's pictures, like what, what's the value? What are you getting out of that? And what's interesting about that is now these, you know, these travel companies or Instagram pages or, or whatever, they started realizing that, hey, the way to monetize this is putting together these curated trips, right? So putting together these curated trips, you know, you already got this big following and audience that you've, you've garnered through uh, reposting these pictures with cool captions and um, dope sceneries. And, you know, people like nice pictures, so they're following for that. They're hoping to get reposted because if you have – 25,000 followers, you know, we're all vain. We all like to see that follower count go up. We all like to see that number on our likes go up, right? So they're hoping to get 15, 20 followers from, from, from that account, 15, 20 followers from another, right? And, and get the social media cloud up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, to an extent, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, sometimes we lose sight with that of the actual experience, right? And, and that's what a lot of these curated trips I feel like now that people are moving towards are really focusing um, their attention back on. It's not necessarily, you know, getting the best photo op. Now, that's going to come, of course. Like when you go to, to Bali, you're going to want to get the pick and the swing. You go to China, you're going to want to do the Great Wall, et cetera. 
but it's putting some emphasis kind of back on the culture. And, you know, just as uh, I think it was yesterday, today, one of those days, I, I saw something online that, you know, speaking to that point of, you know, us getting caught up too much in the social media, Instagram is going to be taking away, not taking away, hiding. Uh, it'll probably be an optional feature. The, the details were, were scarce, but hiding the um, number of likes and the number of follower counts that people have um, because it's been known to associate, you know, obviously we, we all know this, but, you know, coming to associate um, those like numbers and those follower counts with, you know, depression, that's scary. Like the number of likes you get or you don't get number of followers you have or don't have, you know, leading to depression. And I see that a lot with, with travel pictures too. Like everybody's competing see who gets the most likes and, oh, you know, this this travel blogger is not as, you know, valid as another one because they got 20,000, the other one got 50,000. Like, that shit doesn't matter. Like, if you know dope spots in the country, you know that whether you got one follower or whether you got a million. So, you know, shit like that, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, those numbers, with those numbers come the, perception that you know what you're talking about and to an extent there's there's something there but also like we gotta kind of gotta get away from that which bring it all back which i feel like is something that's great that a lot of these curated experiences are, are doing and it's something i definitely like to do when i travel um if you listen to this for any amount of time you know i do um some solo travel and i just got back from china and south korea um a couple of weeks ago so you know when i go to these places right it's about finding what is dope, whether that's a bar that plays good music, hip hop is something that I like, something that I want to explore. So finding a bar or a club or a lounge that plays that, but also something that's ducked off, right? Where you can get a really um, good traditional sense of how the people live, what the culture is like, you know, things like that. Um, what neighborhoods to, to stay in, you know, sometimes you, when you go somewhere, you don't want to stay in their version of Times Square. Sometimes you want to go stay somewhere that's a bit more, um, remote or secluded uh, especially if you're doing like you know a beach holiday or something like that you want to get away from you know the hustle and bustle and really just be able to sit down and 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 reflect on your journey and where you're going and uh, where you've come from and things like that so being able to just sit back and and think about where it is and what it is that you want to to get out of these uh, different experiences and, and and you know speaking of um beach vacations and being secluded. So Marriott now is getting into the, uh, the home sharing game. Right. And we knew it was only a matter of time before one of the big uh, corporate entities hopped in and, and jumped off the porch. But Marriott is something that I think is interesting because when brands normally jump into something, they don't jump in at that grassroots level, right? They always jump in at the top of the experience. So, when Marriott is coming in, they're coming in, of course, swinging for the fences. They're going to be offering homes, um, beachfront, oceanfront, down in the Caribbean. So, you know, Bahamas, you know, St. Kitts, all that stuff down there. And they're offering like oceanfront villas, you know, super nice little mini mansions to mansions. They're probably going to cost you a grip. And I think you might only be able to to get it for now anyway with, you know, your Marriott reward points. So that's going to cut out you know, a huge number, you know, of, of, of people who will potentially 
uh, by and really just bring in those those loyal Marriott members, right? So they can um, really loop those people in and, and and keep them connected through through the experience and get more data on them. So you know it's a game, uh, a nice little game that Marriott is playing there. But nonetheless, we knew it was only a matter of time, and it'll be interesting to see um, who else jumps off the porch with this, like how Hilton is going to do it. I, I think Hilton and Hilton and Hyatt or Hilton or Hyatt might have something like that um, already uh, with one of those home sharing. Um, services, but you know, that's, that's one thing that I think Airbnb still does not get enough credit for ushering in this, uh, them and Uber, like really ushering in this, um, community based, like crowdsourcing, uh, gig based economy that we have as far as, uh, as far as travel. So, you know, they, they not only do homes, but they do the travel new, not travel noir, excuse me, not only homes, but they do the Airbnb experiences too, right? So you can hire, you know, a local expert in fashion, food, culture, and you pay whatever the rate is and they show you around for a day or two, whatever it is. Right. And I feel like that's really cool and how it's now um, extended to to our community. Right. So when you go on these curated trips and I know Travel Noir isn't the only one uh, that does this. Matter of fact, I don't even know if they have any trips coming up. I haven't heard anything about um, anything they've got coming up. But, you know, like uh, what? Like Urban Events Global, No Madness, I know is a really big one. They um, are kind of selective with their membership with the one passport stamp, but I know they do some trips. Um, Black Girls Travel too, I know does some trips. Rome Republic, so you know it's a it's a host of others that get out there and and do these you know do these trips. But you know, with that being said, let's get into my conversation with Joel. Like I said, Joel went on a travel noir curated trip with his wife uh, to Bali. So um, talked about everything from how it started, uh, what went on during the trip, what are some of the things that that he liked about it um, and just, you know, culturally how the trip felt. Not necessarily, you know, oh, this was so great because it did X, Y, Z, but like culturally that that feeling that that travel brings you. Um, when you're going somewhere, that's a lot different. So I really think you'll enjoy the conversation. But anyway, let's get into my conversation with Joel. Yo, what's going on? So I'm here with Joel. Uh, Joel, you went to, to Bali. When was this? Uh, this was uh, January. This is actually in late January, early February of 2017. So not too long ago. Okay. It was for my wife's, wife's 30th birthday. Okay. Oh, that's a good 30th birthday trip. And this was one of those travel noir um, curated trips that I know a lot of people, you know, want to go on and you see the really good marketing that they have on their Instagram and their website with the nice pictures and stuff like that. So that's, it's really dope that you, you went down there. I mean, you know what, that's a direct, uh, correlation to the decision of us going was the marketing. Uh, my wife is sales marketing. So the imagery drew her in and the aspect of actually having a photographer to take and capture those moments was, a part of what made it so juicy for her 30s. So uh, that kind of enticed the decision, honestly. Man, and you kind of hit on something key there, the having that photographer and that marketing. Because, you know, I just did a, a solo trip to, to Asia. I went to uh, Beijing, did the Great Wall, did all that, then went over to Seoul, um, and just kind of wandered around Seoul uh, aimlessly, but had a good time. And that's one of the crucial things is, you know, these strangers don't know your angles, man, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really good to, you know, have a have a photographer, you know, on site that you already paid for that, you know, you're going to get some quality um, shots from. So that's big. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and they become a part of the family. I mean, in the sense of uh, not only the moments and the situational shots, but you know, uh, one thing that comes in your package is you get your own personal shoot. So however you want to decide your landscape throughout your time there in Bali, you had a, a personal shoot day and time set up. So he was yours for a certain, you know, one to two hours. Oh, that's dope. Now, can you like, you said one to two hours, could you pay more and extend it or is it just a flat you get X amount of time? Probably, uh, you know, me me being, uh, I was the, so I was actually the only male on this what? trip with like my wife and maybe 10 other women. Oh, so then man. we all became a one you to call me, but, man. You know, <laughs> I know I needed some more of my young warrior. I needed some more of my young warrior class to come in and, and, and hold it down. But you know, I held it down. I appreciate but, you know, I, I serve I serve everybody as I serve my wife, so it was a good deal though. Uh but yeah, that would be probably something that they negotiated more, so I didn't even okay, ask that. I got you. So if we back up a little bit, so how the how long did the trip come into play? I know, you know, it was for your wife's thirtieth. Um, but so did y'all kind of say, Hey, for your thirtieth, like a year out? we're going to do this or was it more kind of just the star of the line than within a month or two, you, you guys had the trip plan. Uh, it was about six months. We we were about six months out. So we're saying about probably summertime, probably like going into that fall, we were thinking about hmm, how we're going to do your, your 30th is coming up. Uh, so uh, we actually started to, you know, look at our, uh, you know, how the spending would be for it. You know, it's not a cheap trip when you talk about traveling the war, but it's, it's not the most expensive either. It's, it's uh, something that they look to show you a value proposition if you can match their marketing. So if you're what they're marketing towards, someone who wants that, uh, that, that, that trip with the moments taken and, and exposed that you don't have that as part of your carry load of the uh, enjoyment, then, you know, it, it was worth our while. So we made those provisions, say, about five to six months out. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, that's dope. Because I know one thing that, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to, the trips obviously look dope. And it's just, you meet so many people, few people, you know, far in between that have gone on these trips. Um, so, and speaking of going on the trips, one of the, one of the barriers to entry I saw um, was costs. Like these ain't, these ain't your carnival cruises down to, down to Nassau. Um, like you got to yep. put a little bit of investment towards that. So, you know, not getting in your pockets and nothing like that, but is there like a payment plan or is it just all up front? How does that work? So you definitely have to uh, get uh, qualified on that list. It's a certain list that, you know, if it's a hot take coming soon and that list is dwindling down, you have to put your deposit. Uh, I'm not certain how much the percentage is, but you'll, you'll put a, a sizable amount towards uh, probably at least half. Oh, wow. Towards what you'll be, yeah, towards what you'll be uh, saying that you are one of the few going on this curated experience, just to make it. I'm pretty sure to, to expose that exclusivity of the trip, and to make sure that the trip isn't or the group isn't too large that the guide attention isn't there. Almost like a nice size classroom for a kid who's learning. Absolutely. So you, you gain that entry on that list, and it guarantees your spot, and you continue to finish your payment. And get your uh, and all you have to do is then make sure you get ah, it. okay. Make sure you because the, the the airline ticket yes, is not included. Yes, so you have to get your airline ticket to make say okay, you're definitely getting there. Okay, that's dope. So when you talk about you know a guide, so you get your airline ticket and it's to Bali. Does everybody everybody meets? Uh, I would assume at the Bali airport. Uh, yes, everybody met Dimpasar. Uh, yep, southern tip of Bali. 
Um, and everybody had a lot of different ways to get there. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Hey, you take that route. By hook or by crook, somebody, we're going to get there. <laughs> exactly. So everybody meets up. It's like real world. It's like uh, it's like a, a week of real world. Oh, dope. I always wanted to go on real world when I was younger, man. But now that I'm older, I'm really glad I did. Oh, me too. I'm a real world generation. I, I, that's why it was even more so like, I can do that. I can be with strangers for you know, not saying we all we didn't all live in one house, but we were around each other six to seven hours a day for most of the uh, excursion. Oh, so everybody doesn't stay in the same like Airbnb or hotel. No, everybody stays in the same hotel, but I mean, as far as, far as in the same living space, like ah. room, everybody has their own hotel rooms at the uh, nice hotel, which is, I mean, the furnishings in, in uh, Bali, some of the best hotel accommodations for cheap, and it's crazy. Uh, once you see that they have the, that quality at certain pricings, it's like most of the, I'm pretty sure most of the accommodated money go to the actual labor of the service people and uh, the other uh, cost of entry into your excursions more so than the lodging itself. See, man, I was, it's funny. I like was just on Twitter talking about this last week. Hella people go to Bali, right? I have never mm-hmm. seen anybody go to Bali and just have mad accommodations. Like everybody over there, you know, if, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, everybody over there lives like the Lannisters. Everybody, oh, everybody's vacate. They got the floating, you know, 18 course breakfast. It seems like mm-hmm. the, the glow hit off the melanin different with that yeah. South South Pacific sun. It's it's wild. Pacific, man. I mean, you know, the, you you'll get uh, very close to the indigenous people there. They remind you and let you know that they're us. You know, in, in a long time away, that melanin is, is very deep over there too, as far as just familial practice and village lifestyle, man. It, it reminds me of some of my uh, my uh, home and rural roots down in Southeast Georgia. My Geechee uh, heritage. Ah, okay, yeah, and you know that's one thing that, and I just learned this within the past three to five years is there is really a big um, African influence down there in that part of Asia. Not everybody down there in that Southeast Asia uh, part of the world looks like how you think. You know, traditional um, Asian look. Yeah. There, there is a very Afrocentric look with the curly hair and the lips and the noses yeah. and stuff like that. Um, with, mm-hmm. with that group of people, but you don't necessarily see it, you know, a lot, but you know, it's, and it's crazy to see it in real life. Cause it's like a perfect blend of African and Asian. And it's like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Bali is a movie. It's, I mean, so many films and, and, and novels have been inspired by that place. It's the Island of love. It's an Island with so many different names, but you know, it's, I mean, even for this trip, we were there for seven, eight days. And I, I mean, I could, I could go to Bali right now and find a new adventure. Oh wow! And those seven eight days didn't feel long, so they had the the trip was curated in such a way that you know y'all had enough time with each other and also enough time to yourselves and all of that. That was crucial. That was I was like, okay, we're gonna be around these people all the time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm here with my wife now. Everybody else ain't here with their wife now. Right. I, 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 need, have, I need, we need some time to ourselves. <laughs> so you know what I mean. That was definitely something that was well balanced uh, into it, even with um, you know how you chose to spend your free time or like even uh being able to be mutable to weather mm. changes of certain outdoor activities right hey they 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 they're pretty uh you know good at knowing to look ahead weather wise and make the changes and uh, communicate those changes so that you are feeling like your value is always uh being held at their highest 
order because they know they want to make sure you get your value of what you've uh, already uh, signed up to do. And so I, I appreciated that because one thing about it is a lot of things to do in free time in Bali, like in, in Ubud, which is the, the central foothills area, which is like the jungle middle portion of it, which is about 45 minute drive north of Denver's mm-hmm. arm, which is where most people fly in. That's where we were located. So just in that area, you really in the like local, local type Bali. Of Bali. Oh, that's dope. So, you know, when you, you land and um, so the flights come into the Denver SAR, uh, everybody meets, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're getting a different time. So does everybody meet up? Is there like a welcome party or do you all arrange your flights to, to get there around the same time? And there's somebody that drives you from the airport. So how does that, how does that first few days kind of look once you've actually gotten into, into Bali? So we, uh, they, 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 uh, had a schedule in a sense of, uh, incoming flights at certain times actually would congregate and ride, uh, the, so we probably came in four, four different loads throughout that day. We got in around midday, 4 PM to where, uh, us and another, uh, young lady came in with our bags together from the airport, went to the uh, hotel, got our room, you know, got set up our stuff. And then we went to the lobby, uh, through communication, uh, you know, out, outside the window at the rice field and say, Hey, somebody else came and we, we go down and walk to the, uh, through the nice courtyard that goes to the uh, lobby and we greet the next person in the lobby. And we had a, a welcome dinner that night when everyone arrived around 7 PM or around 7 30 PM, everybody arrived around 6 PM. Mm-hmm. So everybody had good, uh, travel accommodations to, you know, match the time given to be there pretty well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Nice little welcome dinner. And your guide, is your guide local or is it um, someone, you know, from the States, but they're just very well acquainted with the area? So someone from the States, very well acquainted. So we had two guides, mm-hmm. uh, two uh, two young queens, and uh, they, they did a good job in a sense of they had uh, <clears throat> made themselves very acclimated to Bali, you know. Uh, so they possibly had three trips back to back. One trip may have left before we got there so they had already been there a week before they got there mm-hmm. possibly and then they had a a, a, a group coming in after us <clears throat> so they were um they were they and they were i guess they work within the travel noir network so they were going other destinations next oh. i think one was going to baha'i uh brazil <clears throat> next but uh and then one the so you had a leader and a co-leader mm-hmm. basically the leader had Basically, basically been working uh, abroad uh, through a program in order to enable her to do the, uh, to to earn her income and to do travel noir for other income as well and the experiences. So it was just good to be with people who weren't, you know, it wasn't their first rodeo and being, uh, you know, wanderers and, and and drifters of the world, world citizens, and you know, being confident and being uh, knowledgeable in communication with people who are are tr- are driving guides and transportation. So Definitely was a a lot of no and uh, a lot of just being very down to earth with the locals is what we got from the uh, the guys, which made it an easy transition for us. Oh, that's dope. So when you say really being plugged in with the locals, so it's not just your standard um, go to all the touristy locations. So they're taking you to oh, no. yeah. kind of off the beaten path and getting you plugged yes. in. So are you talking to uh to locals and stuff like that about just the uh the the, the living conditions the, the culture the customs of the area mm-hmm. L- uh, learning about all the different calendars that they uh follow in order for their agriculture their spiritual systems you got so many different spiritual systems on one island 
you had so much um so much plant life uh and you just are able to meet the people who are the you know the supreme conscious uh dwellers and, and beholders of that life you know the humans mm-hmm. so you know the the young entrepreneurs being able to connect with them those who are uh, have their own business in Bali, no matter what it is, whether it's a massage parlor, you know, it's a little commercial shop. You, so, you know, you have, a, and most people speak decent English enough to uh, do business. And so, you know, humans are humans. Yes. So, you know, our, our guys already connected with that. Like, yeah, like letting the girls know, yeah, I get my hair braided with this girl right down here. You know, she got her little business right here. She don't pay her no mind. She's got the little kids running, but she cool. So stuff like right. that. Yeah. It's like back home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's down home. And uh, I, I could appreciate that because I felt and found down home aspects of Bali. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So, what about the uh, what about the food? Is the food more um, westernized, or are you eating a lot of traditional um, foods from that like Bali Indonesia area? And if you are eating traditional foods, what what are the traditional foods? Because I don't hear a lot about Indonesian food. Oh, you're eating traditional food over there. And the first one of the first events or curated events is a traditional local cooking class at a, uh, a wife, a husband and wife's home, which is a, a also a, a garden and kitchen center, basically, for you two. Oh, they got their own vertical. So <laughs> they, 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 they integrated vertically. These jokers blew it. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, it was a great experience because you cooking, you're cooking the cuisine that you're, you're going to see this cuisine throughout that time. Like, they have commercial places, but it's, Commercial places are closer to the airport, I would say. Okay. Where in, in, in Denpasar, you're eating local food that has nice insignia outside. It looks nice. It's, it's jazzed up. It looks like a, you know, has some nice neon lights. It has nice, uh, you know, de- decor, I would say, too. Oh, ambiance. Because, uh, yeah, nice ambiance and stuff like that with how they present. But it's not very, like, KFC and Taco Bell. No, it's not that type of groove. It's more so... Uh, long pole string beans, uh, rice, uh, uh, chicken tikka. Uh-huh. No, not not chicken tikka, but uh, chicken on. Uh, they do the. It's it's like you you spice the chicken up, you pound it with the. Uh, and so we did all of the preparation. So that's something else. When you prepare how they prepare the food that you're going to consume, it gets you close to the people. Absolutely. And then then we consume it together. There's no greater fellowship than over food. Absolutely. So we're you know we're brought in with some real local entrepreneurs who through love growing a business to welcome people like us to, to, to get even more, to get even quicker, even more quickly acclimated, acclimated to the environment that they'll be in by going ahead and cooking the food. So very fresh, uh, vegetables, uh, not a lot of meat. You know what I mean? Meat is very mm-hmm. minimal. Meat is, Hey, you're a guest. We're going to do meat for y'all. Most of the time they're, they're rice and, and, uh, like I said, they have this, this, long string bean looking thing that they have that. And then for like desserts are like a, a boiled banana with like the banana gets real sweet when you boil it in some kind of coconut uh-huh. type milk. So it's like natural desserts and That's things like good. that. Maybe with a, a, sor- a sorbet or a sherbet, something like that. Something like it's going to be, you know, you with the people, yeah. you know what I mean? Nothing that's going to really, uh, uh, toxify you. Right. And, and you touched on something there that I think is so important for people who, um, you know, haven't done a bit of traveling or their traveling has been, if they have gone, um, different places, they've, they've kept it pretty, pretty close to the vest. And you talk about, there's no greater, greater fellowship than, uh, when over food and especially with people who are local to the community, because when you go places, right? Like if you go to, 
uh, let's say Dominican Republic, Mexico, Jamaica, and you go to a resort. And most of the time people just stay on the resorts and they stay um, close to what they know. Because when you go somewhere that's strange, um, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone takes some time, right? Yeah, it, 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 It's not necessarily something that people do all the time. And it's really good to be able to go on a trip where you have it curated and there are people who you're entrusting um, that you can go and, and have that kind of communal experience with. So you have that group of 10, 12, however many other Americans. So you're experiencing something outside mm-hmm. of, uh, of your comfort zone that you wouldn't necessarily do. Um, but it's more comfortable because you're with people, uh, you know, of a, of a common background. That's something that I think a lot of people um, take for granted because when you go and travel and really get outside of uh, that, that tourist zone, um, you really learn about a lot about yourself and the people that you're, you're with along the way. And that's something that seems like you guys definitely shared that bond when you were over in Bali. Man, most definitely. And that's, that's the blessing of it all. You, you're able to find a new you mm-hmm. with them. So all of us are finding a new us together. So just think all the energy that that uh, resonates with. So and that it's just great stop. to be a part of that. And it, it lasts forever. Yeah. You know, those memories last forever. And it doesn't stop. You talk about finding something new in yourself. You know, I've traveled, I've done three international solo trips to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I learned something new about myself each time I go, something I like and dislike. Uh, and when you go with other people, you learn the same thing. So, you know, so it's, it's an invaluable Experience and it's really good that mm-hmm. there is, especially a black-owned and operated um, company that is doing these things in such a way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the travel noir brand is strong. Mm-hmm. It's not just about getting reposted on their their IG anymore, which is you know that mm-hmm. was that was travel goals a couple of years ago. But yeah, and and that drove our decisions too. Like Absolutely. that early viral sensations of oh wow look at travel noir look who got oh we know them got put on there oh let's see if we can right that was right being <laughs> that's jet beauty of the week in 20 in 2017 that was the you're right that was really the jet beauty of the week <laughs> <laughs> you know page 41 exactly. 43 something like that check me that. out <laughs> so we talked about the culture now the turn up you know, culture is all good. We like to have that warm, fuzzy feeling. But what about that warm, fuzzy feeling after a couple drinks and the music? How was the turn up on these trips? So turn up is almost like being, uh, it's, it's like a beach culture. Everybody's laid back, hippie, laid back. Not hippie as in herbs and spices. We talk about just the free love. You know, it's it's the island of love. It's just an open, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the vibe. The vibe there is very open. It's not a very closed place. Got it. You know, the people, the people who are letting you come there are, are open, but you can tell they're very communal. They, uh, you know, they have resources, you know, and it's like, it's really the island of the moped. So it almost reminds you if you're ever on a Caribbean island mm-hmm. and it's mopeds and it's like a bunch of mopeds though. So it's like, yeah, it, it's because it's so aquatic around its borders, everybody's real beach-like. It's almost like everybody's a surf ninja type person. Or even as you went into the foothills, you had the, the people who were more, you know, with the lives, with the uh, the animals and with the plant life, with the monkeys, with the, you know, we went to the elephants uh, place, uh, elephant park. That was a part of it, too. Nice. So different areas. Just, but the, when the drinks get flowing, you know, you got a lot of, uh, it, it's, I, I would say they're like little like bar-like districts. Mm-hmm. 
for you to hit up. You can do some bar hopping. So did they have like a party um, for you guys or it was just more so they were like taking you out to different clubs and bars and things like that? So uh, you had the choice to hit some bars and stuff up, you know, once they were safe with you being safe as a group and things like that. So they made always made sure you had your accommodation and safety in mind when you went out. But uh, we went to a day party, a uh, beachside that was pretty decent. Oh, had a had a like a uh, <clears throat> like a, a Miami vibe, in the sense of big like the, the waves at the beach though are pretty big. So we were going to do a, a surfing, so that we had to actually we did a day party instead of surfing because the waves were crashing a little too big. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to change up on that. Yeah. Cause it wasn't a bunch of, uh, strong, wasn't a bunch of strong swimmers either. So <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to redo that to a day party. So we did that, which was cool because it was, it was still a vibe. And right. so whether it's night or day, I was like, okay, I didn't expect Bali to have that, uh, vibe there, but it was there. So, uh, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there was more, there, there's probably more, but I went as a uh, as a, a good married man, oh, yeah. so I didn't get I didn't go too on <laughs> right. as I would have with some of my woes and, and and whatnot. So we're gonna say, hey, I'm pretty sure the women had a good time out. There you go, there you go. Yeah, you got you got to be on your best behavior when you out there with wifey. <laughs> yeah, man, me and wife, we we gonna act up together. We ain't gonna be around here separating, going out, seeing what it's like. Nope, no, we gonna no. we hey, nope. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So. Uh, when you go out and stuff like that, so is it pretty easy to catch cabs and get back to your hotel or did they have like a driver, uh, your own kind of higher transportation all weekend or week that you were there? So we had, we had a higher driver mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they, they did have the, uh, the accommodation to take you to a bar or, you know, a certain area where there's going to be bar hopping and say, Hey, you know, this is going to be the pickup or this is the number if somebody had a certain kind of uh sale. So it was a lot of good communication for, you know, a la carte adventures mm-hmm. like that. Uh like even my wife and I on the, the day after the trip finished and we spent another day and a half there before we flew out. Uh it was just easy to like just walk to a certain shop or restaurant district. And uh we really just did a lot of walking. If if we wanted to walk, we we could have like caught one of those little taxis, well, little three wheel taxis yeah. and whatnot. You know, but uh, we just figured out, hey, we we actually, because the hotel accommodations are so cheap compared to the American dollar, you can get a very nice hotel in a good area and not need to uh, do a lot of, uh, you know, transit on on wheel. My bad. My alarm went off. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. (laughs) My bad. But yeah, that's good, though. I um, I know it's one thing that, that concerns me sometimes is when I'm going somewhere like, hey, how close am I to the action? Am I going to have to take, mm-hmm. you know, a taxi everywhere, all this other type of stuff. So it's good mm-hmm. to know that once you get down there, it's, um, you know, in a, in a pretty highly densely populated area. You can just kind of walk around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even with the uh, selection of the host hotel for us, it was, it was in like a, a central curve of the main city street. So in that curve, you had like the early portion of town, that was a little bit more slow in some businesses. And then to the right, you had where it started bustling and got to main intersections in the market. So you ride at a good area. And, and that's based off of strategic selection by them. Of course. Of course. Man, that sounds like a dope time. One, one more question about the planning. So how, how are they with the communication leading up to it? Are they good with responding to emails and things like that? Do they give you a timeline of, hey, on this day, you should expect an email. Then a week or two later, you should expect 
another email or, or how does that work leading up to it? Well, they definitely use technology. Uh, we had a closed Facebook group oh. uh, that we just gained entry into and, you know, it, they flood you with whatever you need to know. And, you know, they look, they do little polls that they need for you to respond and some, you know, Hey, where do you guys want to have dinner this night? We're thinking this, this, uh, something like that as they put the plan together just to give you more input. So that's good. You know, people are able to meet each other, people are able to meet each other beforehand using the power of technology and things like that. So they had a good job. They had a good job of uh, closed Facebook groups and uh, nice, uh, nice emails were uh, with with nice uh, attachments that went straight to uh, the information you needed to know. That's dope. That's dope. I'm glad to hear that because you know a lot of times when you when you're booking these things, whether it be a group trip or just you know if you're doing a tour in general, communication can sometimes be lacking. And it's good to know that uh, along the way they they keep everybody engaged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because yeah, communication is is very key when you're going to be you know twelve hours time zones from where. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. So it sounds like this is something that you would do again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, my wife and I were actually like, hmm, when when's the next time we can you know get it together for uh, uh, a a uh, a travel noir experience? Because it's not even just a trip. We want it's the experience that they curate, experience. and it's right. like yeah, that's a, that's a certain experience. Because even we. We've been blessed to travel internationally since then, but it's like, hmm, we do want to have another travel noir experience because, you know, that is another real world experience that we want to have. <laughs> like, Absolutely. meet some more people at another continent, have some more experiences that'll last forever. Absolutely. So that's great. But so, all right. So, so not to put you on the spot, but what, uh, what would you say to somebody who's kind of on the fence about going on uh, a travel noir trip? whether it be because, you know, it's just they're unfamiliar or they're thinking, you know, hey, do I really want to spend this type of money? Uh, do you have any kind of, you know, advice or or uh, words for them to kind of get them off the fence one way or the other? I would say, hey, if, if you are thinking about going to a certain continent for a certain destination experience, ask yourself how immersed into that place are you going to want to get and would you actually plan for yourself to get, or would you just, you know, just, uh, you know, look at some Google searches as you get there and say, I'll go to this tourist destination, tourist destination, tourist destination. Or do you want to get, you know, get in with the people and actually do some, you know, in live and in, in person type of experiences in connecting with people while you enjoy your vacation and not just, you know, spend dollars, dollars on consumerism, but spend time and moments with, reflections of yourself in other cultures because that's what you're going to get when when travel noir gives them gives you give them an opportunity to curate what their experience is for you and your group and so i would say there is a big difference oftentimes when you're by yourself you're not going to be as empowered to Mm. go to the go to the local rice village and be there for half Mm. a day have them receive you and show them how you did they they cook coconut oil and till the field and then have a lunch and do the electric slide with them and stuff like that. <laughs> or you're not going to go to a traditional a traditional Balinese dance class that's owned by a family uh, and the grandmama's a part of the accommodation and hospitality and be able to connect and see your grandmama and their grandmama and be able to feel the human aspect of that. Or are you just going to go down here to the, the restaurant district, go to TGI Fridays over here yeah. off Bali Beach and say you did it. So... You know, if and if you're blessed enough to you know pay the extra ticket that it would 
uh, that's that's being asked in the travel noir experience. What you understand is it goes more to the people who are servicing your experience than uh, consumerist things. It's not about things. Right. It's actually an experience. And every person that the travel noir curated experience does, it exposes you to more people than things. That's exactly. That's that's perfect. And you know, again, touching on something, the the menu is it's it it, it ain't cheap. We talked about that. It ain't cheap. I say it's a blessing, so you gotta right. uh, live the blessed life to get blessed. You're right about that, but it's it's also good to know that with that, you're not just getting a fancy hotel and fancy dinners and you know a fancy guide. It's really you're getting an experience that you know is worth more than the money that you paid for it. Um, and that's what Sorry. it sounds like you're preaching. And that is dope. Um, shit. You got me wanting to go, uh, figure out what the next travel noir trip is and put a deposit down. Cause that's definitely, you know, I mean, I, I haven't done any reconnaissance in a while. It's been, like I said, a year or so since I, that, that topic came up. And so, uh, you know, no such thing as coincidence. I think I, I, it's nothing to do a little URL search to see what they Absolutely. got going on. Absolutely. All right, Joel. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you taking the time out. I'll give us a recap of that trip. I appreciate you, Evan, having me on. Peace, man. Peace and love and power to everybody listening. Appreciate you. (laughs) All right.